Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. Today, shocking, everyone prepare yourself. I am not alone. It's pretty crazy. Um, I'll be talking to my aunt, Belinda, today. She actually works in recruiting and she is basically responsible for hiring college students mostly, which I think was really relevant to this podcast since a lot of you are looking for jobs or will be looking for jobs soon. And she has a lot of great advice, especially about job fairs, which, you know, I struggled with and uh, and how to basically just stand out when applying to jobs. So let's get into it. I kept thinking those were pots and pans behind you. No, the I'm in my things. Yeah, I'm I get my, it now. But I'm in my scrapbooking room. But I was See? like, why does she have pots and pans in her scrapbooking room? I was so confused. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, you can start by explaining your background and your job position. Okay, so my background is current position. I am a, I'm called a recruiting and retention specialist. Fancy. Yes, which just basically means I'm a recruiter for state government. Okay. I've been doing it for about nine months, but in my previous life, um, I worked for retail, and a big part of what I did was recruiting, mm-hmm. so about 25 years on and off, So, but it's much more challenging in, in state government than it ever was when I worked for Macy's or Kohl's. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> oh, it's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, um, cool. And I just graduated from college myself. Oh my God, killing it. I know, I know. Just graduated in October, and I started this job two weeks later. Oh, well, that's the dream life. It is, it is. <laughs> well, then you're the target market for this podcast, because it's for music <laughs> I'm just about 30 years older than everyone, though. It still counts. But unfortunately, you need that college degree, and I'm a good example of that because I had the experience, but I did not have the required bachelor's degree. That's it's and, usually the other way around for people my age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have the so, degree, but they want like 10 years of experience to like wait tables, so... Yes. <laughs> it's very stressful. Okay, I, so now you help college students get jobs in the government, which is a pretty good starting gig, I would think. It's a very fun job. So how does that work? What do you do to recruit these students? Um, well, one of the first things that I do is attend the college fairs, the career fairs that they have for their students all over the state. Yeah, at the school, you mean, like college we had yeah. two at my school. I went to two of them, but they were really awkward. Oh, oh! I can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> they weren't <Yeah>. great. <laughs> um, here's a, here's a good example of one that was so amazing, and it really depends on the location and where you are. So I can only use my own experience, but I attended a college career fair at Bluefield State, which is pretty much in the middle of nowhere. And I was completely overwhelmed by students that wanted to talk to me. I couldn't keep up. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was incredible. And the students were very well prepared. Mm -hmm. 
but it's it's a rural area so they need jobs and they want to stay local so versus a school like West Virginia University where most of those students I would say half of them are local and the other half live out of state and they could care less <laughs> so, so it really depends on the location yeah that happened at Flagler too because my school was tiny and like 80% of the kids were from out of state or like out of country so we would have like these big local companies come but I don't think they always did a very good job preparing us for the job fairs because uh, they never prepared us at all really and so some kids would be really prepared with like resumes and things and then other kids would like be coming from class and it would just be horrible and they'd be like wearing sweatpants and it was embarrassing <laughs> I wasn't you know, one of those kids I brought resumes I try not to pay attention and I have been at job fairs I try not to pay attention to how the students are dressed because I know that it really doesn't matter. What really matters is what they're doing and what they want to do. So I truly, you could come in your pajamas and really? I am going, yes, because I am going to talk to you. If you have an interest in working for my company, I'm going to talk to you. And I have heard other recruiters not be so kind because of the way someone is dressed, but I don't care. I truly don't care, but not everyone is like me. I have a genuine interest in helping people, so anyway. Well, that's good to hear. Ignore my crinkling. My dog cries if she's left out, so I have to feed her constantly. <laughs> she thinks, like, I'm talking to someone and she's confused. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had job fairs, and I never got a job out of it, but I know one of my friends did, so good for her, but I don't know how that happened, because I feel like at my school, you never got a job out of the job fair. It was just, like, something you did, because you were panicking, because you were graduating, so we would go to them, and then nothing would happen. Oh, you need to start way in advance. Oh, we, oh, I know, because I went to the career center like six months before graduation and she was like you should have started like eight months ago and I was already having a panic attack so that was not the right thing to say but see now I get really excited when I meet someone that is actually just starting college really or... yes oh, we were told not to even like bother at those job fairs if you were a freshman or a sophomore because like you're oh. not graduating I know, but you don't know what you want to do unless you're in a specialized degree like nursing or you want to be a lawyer or whatever. Those are the, I think those are the perfect times to develop relationships with and make that connection with recruiters or whoever, the human resources department. But would you remember them or would you just be like, oh, oh there's some other kid? Okay. <laughs> let, let me tell you. I have met, um, over the nine months that I've been doing this, 500 people. Uh -huh. And I can tell you just off of the top of my head of one student that I met, his name, I guess I shouldn't say his name. I mean, you could probably say his first name. Well, his first name is Graham. Okay. I'm going to go look him up on Facebook. Okay. I don't know his <laughs> last, I do know his last name, but I'm not going to no, tell No, don't you. tell me. <laughs> So he, I think he's in his third year of college, and he's taking a um, – I want to say that he's taking history. Well, there's not too much you can do with history. Don't I know it. 
project of a choir. And he wants to stay up in the northern panhandle of the state. So he's really limited in what he's going to do. But we talk, and I even have it set up in my emails as a reminder. I email him like every two or three months, how are you doing? Have you figured out what you want to do? What can I help you with? So, yes, um, there are those people that I have met that I have made a connection with. Hmm. And, and that's part of what I do. It's, it's actually really, really fun. I have never heard of anyone in recruiting going, like, to that extreme. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> maybe I'm the exception, but I, it's just, um, it really makes me feel good to help people figure out what they want to do and it doesn't it's not just students it's people my age too I met a woman at a job fair in Ripley which is not too far from here and she really wasn't qualified to do anything and we started talking at least not for where I work and she is now and she's my age she is now back in school she is working um, and going to like night school and she's going to be an accountant and I hope that she will eventually work for the state with us because we have that, we have accountants. Yeah. Cool. That's what I do. Well, that's really (laughs) intense. It it is. And it's hard to keep up with sometimes. That's a lot different than my experience with hiring managers. (laughs) Very different. Um, But great. So what would you recommend for students who are maybe in their senior or junior year do to prepare for like a college job fair? What can they do to like actually have a successful time and not just waste their time? Okay, so I made a list. Okay, great. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing is um, actually these are things that I wish that college students knew about attending a job fair. Oh, perfect. Okay, Um, here's the first thing. A degree only gets your foot in the door. But you're out of college. (laughs) I I know, but it truly, unless, and I already said this, unless it's a specialized degree like nursing or accounting, it's just going to get your foot in the door. Uh, It's not going to get you that dream job. And that's being very realistic. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. I'm an English major. I know all that. I, I know. I know. <laughs> there are no dream jobs. They, there are. You just have to figure out how to get there and what it is that you want to do. Um, you also need to do your homework about a potential employers. Like a lot of times when I'm at these job fairs, students just walk right by me. And actually, I don't allow them to do that. Uh. I am not one of those recruiters that's going to sit behind the table and let you walk by. I'm going to be in front of my table saying hello to you and make you talk to me. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because I think a lot of students, they don't know. They didn't do the homework. They don't know what employers are going to be there. And if they walk by and they they have no idea what your organization is, they need to give every employer a chance, especially if they don't do their homework, mm-hmm. because they could be walking by a great opportunity and, and not even realize it. So give give all the employers a chance. Um, here's another one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Be realistic about your expectations and your starting salary. Okay, I need more info because I had a starting salary of, I'm going to say it, $9 an hour. I feel like that is, <laughs> I should get paid more. Should I not? Like, should I not? So I can't live on that. I know. I know. And it really depends on the job, Samantha. But, but... I was running the whole department, question mark. So, like, what was that? <laughs> I I know you can't live off of that. <laughs> but it's like, it sucks, because then if you're, like, in a position where you can't live at home or you don't have any way to literally pay your bills, like, you're not able to take these entry-level positions at, like, a great employer like the state or this marketing firm. Like, you, that's, like, a privilege that you can't afford if you you're can't absolute... afford to live on $9 an hour for two years. Yeah, $9 an hour, is pr that's actually really low. Yeah. Um, I was <laughs> I trying to. I realize this. <laughs> it, it is. And I was trying, like, let's say if you lived in my state, you would actually, there are several jobs that you would qualify for with your bachelor's degree. And, but I don't know what, I'm going to figure out what the starting salary is right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look it I up. I hope it's not $9 an hour because the industry average for what I do was not $9 an hour. I had to accept something lower and I did but I can't you can't like do that long term okay so <laughs> here's the job that uh, we are desperate for in my state so listen everybody you should write this down and you can and apply it's, you know what <laughs> it's probably like this in every state throughout the country okay but but it's actually social services and it's called uh, child protective service worker okay, well no one can do that because you will be crushed every day like why would you it's, want to do that i know i know and it's but we're desperate oh i my mean God. state agencies are desperate for this job to be filled and it's i spend a big part of my time at work recruiting for this position so i think the starting salary in my great state of west virginia is around <laughs> thirty-five thousand. oh that's good for a it starting is. salary, like right out it of college, is. I was making like 10k a year at this job. Like that's <laughs> really like I could have worked at McDonald's and made more so. Yeah. So, uh -huh. um, but I know I think sometimes a lot of the college students, as soon as they hear that, I mean, I I can if I heard that, I would think that was good. It is good, and especially <laughs> for where we live. That's really uh, good. Oh my gosh, I think it's good for Orlando. It's so expensive here. Well, you should go online and look at state government jobs. Um, oh, I'm not working a real job. I can't do that. <laughs> but if anyone else wants to, that's a legitimate option. Well, and it truly is. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure all the other states are the, in the same um, condition that we are. We're desperate for child protective service workers. And all you need is, in, in our case, is a bachelor's degree. Any bachelor's Even degree. Even English? Even English. <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's the only <laughs> thing that allows English, that's so funny. Uh -oh. Oh um, okay, so here's another one uh, that I wish college students or graduates knew, that expect to work hard. Um, you're going to have okay. to work hard. <laughs> well, and, what is the other option? Uh, you're going to have to work hard just because you have a college degree and now you've got the job. Guess what? Now you have to prove yourself. I didn't work very hard at my job. 
Oh, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my, it was just like weird, very strange. But I was a great employee, but it wasn't a hard job. Oh. It was just weird, very weird. I talk about it every episode, so I'm sure they're going to find me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and the other thing, well, we can talk about that later, but um, there are opportunities. You just have to look for them and be willing to try maybe something that you didn't think of. Yeah, I so. tell that to my fellow English majors because they all want to be, like, novelists or, like, I don't know, write for the New York Times, but, like, that's not a thing. So, like, no. no one's going to pay you to do that, at least at first. So I always tell them, like, look into marketing, look into – you can apply, like, a liberal arts degree to just about anything if you're open-minded. Also apply everywhere, <laughs> like, across the country. I think you, when you limit yourself to, like, a really small, like, area, it's a struggle. If I was young, I would do that. I would not be um... – living where I'm living, I would want to work from from home and work for some great company company like Google or uh, whatever. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine you working for Google. Why? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. You could recruit for them. Oh, listen, I see the jobs posted all the time and I am so, I wish, I mean, I, I can't do something like that from where I live, but I would completely do that and love it. Um, so another question I have, or one thing that you had asked me mm -hmm. was how the job market has changed. Oh yes. Since whenever you were, I don't know, college aged, I guess. Well, just let me say college the first time for me wasn't successful. That's okay. <laughs> you got there eventually. I know. I mean, <laughs> I just got my little associate's degree the first time. And I think the biggest difference now is that you can, we just, actually talked about it there are so many opportunities throughout the world and I think that's the biggest difference and if, if I was your age now I would be all over that <clears throat> um, I also think there's a lot more competition oh, for, for sure for entry-level jobs that's the yeah, problem for fewer jobs yes it's for these like nothing jobs that you would have been able to get so easily 10 years ago or suddenly like the hunger games you can't get them anymore it's so hard do you know and this kind of relates to what we're talking to but i just read an article about mcdonald's mm -hmm. and how they're going to be replacing people that work there with kiosks they already did that at my mcdonald's you're kidding yeah the, you got the kiosk i like the kiosk though so <laughs> i i know and you know, you know why they did it because because when you use a kiosk you spend more money yeah i mean which is crazy enough. most places are replacing things like cashiers and all of that with self-service things and it's so sad actually yesterday i just used this amazing service for Kroger's, which is a grocery store here, uh, where you can order online, and then all you have to do is drive up, yes. and they put the... My oh Walmart my does gosh. that, too. My Walmart does it as well. Well, and I loved it, and I'm going to completely do it from now on, but I really <laughs> need to think about it, because what am I doing to the people that work there? Yeah, but I mean, the world is going that way, whether you pick your groceries up or not so I don't know at that point it's like people need to adapt to a new economy and new job skills like you need tech skills now in some way or another you do um, and 
I, you absolutely do. And that is one of the things that I struggle with. And here's, a, here's another good example. So there's a second recruiter now where I work. And she's about, let's see, honestly, I don't know how old she is. I think she's around my daughter's age. She is probably 26, 27 years old. And she has mad computer skills. Mm -hmm. And I've learned a lot from her, which is really great. Um, but she has a whole different approach to recruiting than I do. Like online recruiting? Or... Well, um, she takes what I do and takes it one step further. Like she has made all these connections uh, through LinkedIn yeah, that LinkedIn's I. Big. There, it really is, and then there's this whole social recruiter section that you can pay for through LinkedIn to meet people and oh. make the connection. So she's really good at that. Actually, she's going to start doing that where I work. Um, you just have to get the approval to spend the money. It's quite expensive. Huh. So, but anyway, we've learned a lot from each other, so it's been a good thing. Yeah, um, it's definitely a balancing act of sorts. It is. I spend a crazy amount of time on Indeed. Really? I used to get all my jobs on Indeed. Okay, here's what I've learned about Indeed. <laughs> there are people, I, I think, I can think of one person, I won't say his name, he literally has applied for every job that I have posted on Indeed. Oh my god. I know his name. And he <laughs> and he actually had an interview and they said no. And he still is he a He won't give up. No, he won't give up. It's really it's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Oh my god. Yeah, you get weird people on Indeed sometimes. You do, but we actually have had a lot of success with it with that same position that I was talking about, child protective service worker. Uh -huh. We have had um, just for the county that I live in, um, about 55 people apply for the jobs that we have, and we've hired 10% of them. That's pretty good. So Indeed works. So there's another uh, tip. So what, are, what do you do to get noticed on Indeed and not just get shoved into the pile of no's? Okay, first of all, make sure you have a resume. Oh my god, don't I know it? Because people, I did all the hiring at my last job. Like, I did everything at this job. But, uh, <laughs> but the people would just send in, like, either a weird list thing that they thought was a resume, but it was not formatted, like, to the bare minimum. Or yes. it was all horribly spelled. Like, they didn't know how to use any kind of spell check. Or there was no resume. And it was just like, I want more information about this job. Please call me. And I'm like, what? Um, they do and when I post a job on indeed I make sure that it says you have to have a resume to apply and then when someone applies for a position I take the time to email each person which takes a lot of time I'm actually kind of scared to check the mailbox when I go back to work. I actually brought my laptop home but I haven't checked it yet last weekend I had 300 emails from applicants and oh we God. yep and we emailed every single person not only did we thank them we sent them the link for the job that they applied for regardless if they were qualified or not and then we sent them positions that they were qualified for 
and in hopes that they would apply. And then <laughs> I start emailing these people and develop relationships that way to try to help them this through their... This is crazy. This is not normal. Is most this them... not normal? No, most of them ghost you and you'll never hear from them again. Oh, not us. Uh, we truly, uh, or I should say we, I truly care and want to help people find jobs. And I, I think there's a lot of other recruiters out there like me. I met a woman that does the same thing that I do for the Department of Highways for the state. She's just as passionate about finding people to work. So they're out there. Wow. Um, so what would you say to a student who like just got a degree but maybe doesn't have a lot of experience? What can they still do to like actually get a job? Okay, here's what I would do. I would uh, use LinkedIn to try to make a connection with someone from the company that I want to work for. If, if you're not going to meet someone at a job fair, mm -hmm. use, use LinkedIn. You, all you have to do is look up the company and it'll show you, oh, they have 500 employees and you can just go through those people and mass select them all <laughs> well i mean you could be selective oh and try well i mean that's what i would do no i think that's a good method it's just scary to add everyone well don't <laughs> add everyone go through i mean you can focus you can go through i do it with schools all the time you can go through and single out the professors and you can single out human resources um i would try to make a personal connection that way and something else i would do when I am looking at the jobs that are available, I would take the job description apart. I mean, just completely dissect it line by line and come up with experiences that you've had and how they relate to what they're looking for. I'm not telling you to mm -hmm. be, I'm not telling you to lie. I'm just telling you to exaggerate. Tailor no, <laughs> you need to be truthful. But if, for instance, someone is looking for someone. Oh, oh my God, Barbie. She gets upset over like everything. What are you feeding her? Let me see. Oh, her. these are healthy Himalayan chews. Oh, okay. They distract her for a minute. <laughs> um, I always tell applicants when they apply. And this is going to seem really silly, but if the job description says that you need to be able to count 50 paper clips, you need to say that. that That's a job description? No, I'm just making <laughs> like, that what up. What kind of jobs are you doing in the safe department counting paper <laughs> no, clips? <laughs> no, no. Well, I bet you there are, but <laughs> if, if, if the job description says you need to be able to count 50 paper clips, then you need to say, I can count 50 paper clips and I can sort them by color, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, you really need to go into great detail about your experience. Some of the job descriptions, though, are so outlandish. Like, clearly they were written by someone who has never done the job. And they will have, like, all these crazy things in here. And you're like, this isn't even the same department. I'm confused. And so then you just sort of have to apply anyway and just guess. But I'm hoping no. those aren't like that. <laughs> I, I agree with that, and when I first started working for state government, I had no idea what I was getting myself into with these different jobs, but now that I've been doing it, I understand, and the information is out there. You just kind of have to search for it.
to, you know, if you're applying for a position, let's say you want to be an office administrator. I mean, mm -hmm. that information is out there. You just have to figure out how to apply it to your own experience. But would and you get consider non-work experience the same as professional? Like what if you, in college, you led a club or you started no. your own? What if you did like what I do? Like I freelanced at college. Is that applicable or no? No, unfortunately it is not. Um, with state government, it has to be paid experience. Well, what if it is paid? Oh, if it's paid, then it counts. Yeah, like what if I, I in college I wrote for money that was paid. That is experience. Okay. And that and that's good experience. So any any paid experience or paid internship yeah, counts. Yeah, thinking about internships. Okay. Um, another position that we really have a hard time with is epidemiology. What and, is that? I don't even oh, know what this is. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, like the Zika Zika virus. Oh, like diseases. It's um diseases and the study of epidemics you gotta have within... a degree for that like <laughs> no, you, you just, do you can't just wikipedia your way through that no you do have to oh my gosh and not only do you have to have a degree but usually you have to have a master's in epidemiology that's too specific i don't it think is. anyone listening to this will have a master's in epidemiology <laughs> <laughs> well we're we're looking for those too so okay so um, another thing that I would do, um, if I met a recruiter at a job fair, I would try to make a personal connection. I would how make I, how I, I don't know how to make personal connections. With okay, <laughs> so first of all, don't be afraid to talk about yourself. Oh, that's so awkward. It is, but when you go to a job fair, you need to make eye contact, talk about yourself. And, you know, you're going to make connections with someone. If you talk to 50 different employers, I guarantee you're going to make a connection with one, if you try. And if you don't know what you want to do, at least have... Lie about a... it. No! <laughs> Just make it up. <laughs> Think about what you like to do. At least have a list of things that you enjoy doing, and you can share that with the recruiter because most of those recruiters are going to be able to apply what you like and figure out how you would fit within their organization. So at least have that. And oh, and here's one other tip that I wish I could tell these <laughs> students is to please, when you sign in on your with your name and your email, please make it legible. <laughs> <laughs> and of course to have a resume yeah resume. resumes are great so but don't be afraid to to talk about yourself you know talk about yourself with confidence you know i did this i mean think about all the things that you did samantha uh, i feel awkward talking about them <laughs> i mean traveled the world i mean you've done so many great things i would love to talk to some with someone with you at a job fair i totally get you to work for the state uh -huh. <laughs> I don't have an epidemiology master's degree. 
You don't need that. You have your um, English degree, and no. there are a number of jobs that you could do within my organization. You could actually even go into human resources. Oh, Did you God. know that? Yeah, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's so much. It's so different in an organization like I work for. I hate talking to people. If it required that, like, it wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> There are actually positions where you don't have to talk to anybody and you can sit oh, at your great. computer and do your work and be left totally alone. That is wonderful. <laughs> but I also don't want to be there on their own terms. I just don't oh, like no. people telling me what to do. We have people that work from home, too. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's unusual. Um, yeah, it is. It's a great place to work. Okay, so did I tell you everything I wanted to tell you? Um... Oh, here's one other thing. Don't, um, when you go to a job fair or you, or these things for college students, mm -hmm. make sure you do talk to all the employers. You already um, said that. Okay, well, it's really important because I get really... What if you're like, I hate state government, and you're just like down okay. with the man, then you should just walk away. Really, if you really hate state government, then fine, don't talk to them, but don't... Um, I think you should talk to everyone if you're really looking for a job. I don't think you should discount anyone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, there's Oreo. Oh, my I, dog's here too. Wait, oh wait, wait. You can see. Can you see him? There <laughs> I can he is. see him. Hi, buddy. Hello. Oh, my God. <laughs> He may not stop. Oh. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Hello, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, well, what a perfect time to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the podcast. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me again. If you have any questions, please email me at hello at offbeatgrad or find me on Instagram at samanthability. I'm always on Instagram because I'm a millennial. And you can also check out my blog, samanthability.com or offbeatgrad.com, which I never update. So that'll be cool. Um, but I might actually write a blog post about this if I feel motivated. So look forward to that. And I'll see you next week. Bye.